The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. Hear the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's on this Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lashley Sports Talk. We are live. It is a Tuesday. We have a lot of football to talk about. Yesterday, into practice, an hour into practice, Darnell Dockett, the Cardinals lose Darnell Dockett to an ACL, unfortunately. Uh, we have the, the Cleveland Browns in the Washington Redskins games, but I, I think this is more important. This is closer to home. Dockett is carted off the field uh, doing Arizona Cardinals practice in team practice. Uh, with the salary cap and everything coming up, with a guy who's played 10 years, 10 professional years at a high level, he's only missed two games and is unfortunate for him as well as the Cardinals and what they were trying to do and what they're trying to put together as a team, what they trying to continue to do as a defense because that defense was the number one ranked defense last year. If you guys do not remember that, they were the number one rush defense, I would say, number one rush defense last year, and that's – in a league where you got to go against Marshawn Lynch twice. That's in a league where you got to go against the San Francisco 49ers twice and everything they do with their running game. Because it wasn't like uh, Colin Kaepernick was throwing all over the field on these guys. So you're talking about a run defense uh, that stood the test of time. Wild, Darkett, Campbell, uh, you had uh, – who was the other two guys? Um, I, I got their name on top of my mind, but it'll, it'll come to me. But when you look at what they dub defense um, – it's unfortunate that he goes down. And what the Cardinals are trying to do as a team, that's unfortunate. A team that finished 10-6 ten, ten last year can be in some trouble because they lose their middle linebacker, arguably one of the best middle linebackers in the game, if not the. Um, again, that's arguably. And then you lose Dansby to a free agent, who a lot of them Cardinals had a issue with. But when you're talking about being paid and – putting yourself in the best situation when you're done with football. Carlos Dansby did the right thing. As a fan, you would love to see him stay here because he did it a couple of times when he was franchise tagged twice. Carlos Dansby leave for Cleveland. We'll get into some of that Cleveland situation and everything that's made up about that. And then you'll have, uh, you lose Darkett. You got Darkett is gone. You're losing, um, you lost Clay, you lost Dansby. You lost, uh, who is in three? It's three guys that's gone off that team. And unfortunately, it's, it's three guys on the defense. And you got an older team. But but that's unfortunate. He's done with an ACL, and the Cardinals got to find a way. And one of the things I did here, to lose three of those guys is hard to overcome. If you can lose one of those guys, you can mastermind uh, what you've done last year because you lost guys last year, and you mastermind a way to – to scheme and, and, and create pressure and get up the field and stop teams from running the ball on you, which made the secondary look good. Now and I feel like there's a lot of pressure that's about to be put on the secondary. Although you have Patrick Peterson, you have uh, Cromartie, 
that's coming over from the Jets. You do have uh, Johnson and the safeties and probably Dale Buchanan, the guy that they drafted, who probably will be implemented into the lineup if he's moving along as, uh, as well as I saw he was when I watched practice. Uh, so those guys are going to have to step it up. And I didn't forget about Tyron Matthew. Tyron's coming off an a injury himself, ACL and LCL. So it would be it would be great if the Cardinals can hold them out after their bye week. And their bye week, let me find their schedule. In fact, their bye week is in four or five weeks. And you would like to have that from the eighth game on. But the Cardinals' schedule, they have – I know they have a Monday night against the uh, San Diego Chargers. Again, they will be out. They will be out of that uh, without Darnell Darkett. But uh, Todd Bowles, give that man some credit. Defense coordinator, uh, Todd Bowles was able to, with the loss they've had in the previous years, a team that went 10-6, and six, a team that we thought would fight for the um, playoff spot or the NFC champs out of the West, but now got to make the playoff due to these injuries. And it's unfortunate uh, for Dockett. Like I said, this is a guy who showed up to practice every day, who showed up to work for 10 years, only missed t- two games. There's not a lot There's not a lot that can be said that shouldn't be said about what he's been as a player for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you're, talk, you're talking about a guy, you know, the Cardinals have a ring of honor. You're talking about a guy, if he doesn't make the ring of honor, honor uh, I don't know who else should be in there. But uh, he's been... Uh, everything you needed him to be. Now with the contracts and situations coming up with the free agency, with this injury, this may be Darnell Dockett. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. This may be Darnell Dockett's last year in a Cardinals uniform because you have the 2015 TV money coming up. You have the new salary cap and all the nonsense that comes with it coming up. But it's unfortunate. And, uh, you know, guys guys around the league – they respect guys like Darnell Docker who plays hard, but when they get injuries, you can see all the tweets that go out. You can see all the uh, the news coverage that comes with that. But you respect guy who puts in work, who goes there and show up day in and day out. Day in and day out, uh, not only just game day, but in practice. Uh, so that's that's unfortunate. If you watch the game, uh, we'll, we'll find out. Because Ed Stinson, guys like Ed Stinson needs to step up. Uh, I think they drafted Ed Stinson. I want to say in the fifth round. They drafted this guy in the fifth round. Um, but now it's time for him to step up. And I, and I was mentioning uh, Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator. He knows his job. He's just got to find a way. And you, it's not so much that the guy can't play. You find a way of what, what gets these guys to play. And being on number one defense is motivation enough. So these guys are uh, like Todd Stinson, like uh, Ed Stinson, I'm sorry. Ed Stinson needs to come in, show up, fill that gap. You got uh, John Abraham, who's coming off some situations, personal situation of his own. But John Abraham had 11 sacks. He wasn't even supposed to be the starter last year. He comes in and he gets 11 sacks. He'll be he's 35. He'll be 36 this year playing. I don't, I'm not putting an age on on what he can do. I'm just saying this guy was able to mass, and this is a credit to Todd Bowles. He was able to mass 11 sacks at the linebacker position, a position he wasn't even supposed to start. It's supposed to be a situational linebacker, but he came in and played well. And hopefully he can get that done. And I mentioned Tyron Matthews coming back from a knee injury himself. The other lineman I was talking about was Dan Williams. Then you got Alameda Tamur, 
These guys are recovering from ACL, and the Cardinals went 10-6 and six last year. These are guys that need to step up this year. And it's not the physical part, again, I keep, I keep reminding you, it's not the physical part of it. It's the mental part when you get hurt that you have to get over. It's a combination of veterans that their uh, defensive end spot, like uh, Frosty Rucker, who had to step up, Kareem Martin, mm-hmm. and I mentioned Ed Stinson. 888-346-9144, Demery Lachey is in the studio. Um, I know you've seen the news and heard the news yeah, I about seen Darnell Darkett going down, going yeah, down for the year. last night, uh, you know, work or whatnot, and I ran over it and heard it, and I was just devastated to see that another big-time injury um, or another loss to the Arizona Cardinals defense. You know, a team like Arizona, uh, you're just excited for them um, off what they're coming off of last year, last season, and seeing where they're going to pick up their pieces at for coming in next le- season and losing uh, Dansby, now Washington, and uh, now Dockett is hurting the defense. But, I mean, they did pick up Tyron Matthews. Seems like he's practic- Well, he's about to begin practice today. Right. Um, but still a big piece in Darnell Dockett, a big leader. Well, he's captain of that defense and uh, just a strong, solid uh, professional that you guys can depend on year in, year out. Um, but, yeah, like you were saying, I mean, when I walked in, other guys do need to step up now. Uh, well, you got a Frosty Rucker. You have uh, Kareem Martin and Ed Stinson. I'm Ed looking Stinson. for Kareem Martin. That's a big guy. Yeah, he's, he is a big guy. But at that defense end, you need to be able to anchor that line, defensive line and then also get up the field. Uh, don't create large gaps um, where running backs are one-on-one isolated with the linebacker or maybe the safety and they have too much room to cover. If you can narrow the gap and, and, and create, hold your point, yeah. then he can anchor the line. Dan Williams was a good guy, who uh, another guy who did that. But Dan Williams played more so of the three technique, okay. inside three. And he, he was an inst- one of their nose guys. But you got Alameda uh, Tamul, if I'm saying his name right, uh, Tonga. And you have Kareem Martin, Ed Stinson. Those guys need to sh- show up and show out. But also, I, I got to keep giving the credit to Todd Bowles because when these guys went down last year, this was the number one rush defense. They finished ten and six, and a team who didn't get on the playoff. Yeah. Now you have to play. This is a team that you play the uh, Seattle Seahawks twice, and you yeah. shut them down rushing the ball. You you play the San Francisco 49ers. These are the team you competing with, and and let us not forget about the uh, St. Louis Rams who came into their own end at the end of the year, at the end of the season last year. So this is one of probably. The toughest conference, definitely, yeah. And, and to have injuries just make it that more. Uh, and this, and we was looking for that push, definitely, for the Arizona Cardinals. Well, they got uh, John Abraham. He's been, he should be playing next game. Yeah, he. From what I know, <laughs> he, yeah, he will be back. He be I think I'm gonna go check out some practice. I got to see what's going on. Got to go back to practice this week. I may go tomorrow uh, to check out practice. But it's always hurt the most when you got a guy who shows up to work. Show You tell him do this, do that, he gets it done on the field, and he gives you a little extra after he's done his job. And that was Darnell Dunkett. That was a guy who missed two games. Now, mm-hmm. don't tell me he wasn't never hurt in that 10-year span, in, in this 10-year span of him playing professional football, but he only missed two games out of 10 years. That has a lot to say about a guy. Yeah. I hope they don't bring Tyron Matthews back too fast because it's It'd be a shame to lose another guy to an injury, and, and and he would know. He knows his body, and I say don't bring him back too fast because this is a guy who missed his senior year and came here last year and balled out. So it's not like he can't play. It's not like he's not ready. He's not game ready, 
if you miss your senior year and the next time you play football is professionally, I don't see a problem with holding him out for three to four games. You know, giving him time to strengthen that knee and let it get weak from practice because he's been rehabbing. I've seen him out there rehabbing at the stadium. He's been rehabbing, and he looks good. The crowd wants to see him, but the crowd don't know anything more than we like our favorites. They they are root for you, root for you. When you get on your field, when you get on the field, they they think you're ready already because you yeah. can walk across the field. But hopefully he's not back too soon. But sometimes when you have an injury like Donnie Doc, you got to mask. I was sometimes. about to say that you, with that injury, you got to change up some of the schematics. Yeah. Uh, playing a different, getting out of that base defensive front and playing some different uh, defensive looks and schemes to. Um, have your better players that you that you can put out there, and I think Matthew, even yeah, with especially with Docket going down, um, uh, maybe he can get his. Uh, he definitely need to get his conditioning together, uh, gain gain speed, and so I don't think hey, I think probably, you may, may be, need to throw him out there, uh, even though before the Docket injury and because uh, yeah, he was getting John Abraham back or whatnot. So before the Docket injury, yeah, I could say, yeah, I agree. Like you know, keep, keep him out. Maybe two weeks into the season, three weeks, but now it's like okay, he got to get his win together, his conditioning, and you can play different schemes with uh, the safeties that they have. They they're yeah. deep at uh, in the secondary. They deep at the uh, the free safety spot. They got a lot of corners over there. Yeah, but uh, I forgot about Gerard Powers. Right, and, right. Uh, him being the ex Colt, like he was one of our shutdown corners back in Indianapolis, and now see him out here. Yeah, he's behind Cromartie. Yeah, it's tough over there because yeah. he could be a third corner. He can but, be. but you got Tyron Matthews, who's probably exactly. going to go to, who might go in a nickel and dime package. Which he should. Which he, which should, he should because yeah. he's a playmaker. This guy makes plays. Um, but then you also have uh, Justin Bethel. Yeah. At corner, there was talk about him doing beginning of the preseason. I'm sorry, beginning of the training camp, that he's just as good as those other two guys, Patrick Peterson and uh, yeah. Cromartie. So you. The Cardinals have schematically they have to do some things, uh, and that um, Todd Bowles, he'll figure it out. And the good thing about it, the great thing about it, is he has two weeks to do that. You got two weeks to get over the injury of Donnell Dockett and and have guys like uh, Frosty Rucker, have guys Ed Stinson, have those guys start moving forward and taking ownership of that role of anchoring that defensive end spot. So eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Jonathan Cooper, Kevin Minter, Max Start. You got Teddy Williams, one of the coins. He has a growing defensive tackle, Bruce Gaston. So he's at the nose. Justin Bethel. These is the this is the injury report. Michael Floyd has a growing. Uh, Lyle Sinline, one of the who is the ultimate quarterback center. This is a guy who runs the show. Uh, Lyle does a good job. These guys didn't practice yesterday, um, and Lyle was one of the guys that helped uh, Darnell off the field. With the ACL, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Here's what needs to happen now: with all that hype that came in with this offense, with the John Brown and all this, and how many receivers they're going to keep? Six receivers that probably can play in that offense. You still have to be the running ball, but you still have to win. You're going to have to win some games now to make up for what possibly or maybe the defense was not going to have. Yeah. And offensively, they have everything they need. I thought it was going to give. Defenses fits this year. Even even the uh, Seattle Seahawks at times they will give them fits. Mm-hmm. They did beat the Seattle Seahawks last year, uh, who went on to win the Super Bowl and destroyed the uh, Denver Broncos in the, in that game. They will have enough offensive power, but what happened defensively? 
they allowed their offense to continue to be on the field. These guys were in, they was on the field quite a bit so they can get into a rhythm. See, defenses react. Offense need to get into rhythm. And that's why we talked on the show a couple of times where they're scripted plays. You have 15 plays offensively that a coach will work. I never liked it defensively, but it was playing chess. Yeah. It was trying to see what this team is going to do to these, these certain situations, these plays on this part of the field and the first 15 plays. So now you're playing chess. Offensively, the coordinator's playing chess with the defense coordinator in the first 15 plays. After a while, you, you scrap them, you throw it on the book, then you go with the, the two plays out of – you pretty much running two plays out of two or three different formations. And you just got to be crafty enough on to defense? line – Offense. Oh, yeah, on okay. offense. No, defense is going to line up. There's only one or two guys will come in. The, the Mike linebacker, mm-hmm. if he's not anything – see, Darnell uh, – Darrell Washington was one of those guys who can stay in for all downs. The um, John Abraham was a guy who was supposed to play situational, but yeah. he ended up playing a, a lot more than situational downs and having 11 sacks at the end of the year and doing that. Defensively, we bringing in – they're only bringing in one or two guys, maybe two. Take one of the linebackers out, maybe the soundbacker who can't cover. They play a 3-4 defense, but you take one of the linebackers out who can't cover, uh, you bring in a Tyrone Matthew, put him in the slot, or you put him at the safety. You bring in a Justin Bethel and put him underneath. You could go three safeties or you can go four four corners. And if that linebacker like a a John Abraham continue to get pressure, continue to put pressures on quarterbacks and get that ball out early, which is going to have to be key for this defense, mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals, the ball has gonna, it's going to have to continue to come out early now. You're going to have to do a whole lot of things to get pressure so it's not that much. Or maybe Patrick Peterson shuts whoever he's on down. Maybe – uh, Cromartie shuts whomever he's on down, and then you got those two safeties who I think will it's be gonna okay. It's going to be very difficult to pass on them. Just like like you said, they can even go a three safety look, maybe moving uh, Buchanan down more into the box. Yeah, because he's going to he's to me he's a playmaker on the defensive side. I mean he makes plays, he makes tackles. Uh, he's young. You got to get him out there. Got to get him in the mix, and it's going to be very difficult to pass on them. Larry Foot, he's a uh, I say he's a more cover type backer. He's better in coverage than run. Right. If they get that run defense, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I know Coach Arians, he's a defensive-minded coach. They, they're they going to handle that run defense. They're going to make sure um, they're going to make sure that that's first um, priority right now. Well, you you got to, before anything start, before you can do anything, you do have to start the run. Before you do anything, you, you, exactly. have, you have to be able to run the football. We're going to take a quick break. Um, don't forget, August 29th, Kwame Lasseter bowling, celebrity bowling event, uh, along with my buddies Eric Brash and Chad Nip with Play Pure. Hopefully we get some lanes. Uh, so lanes are still available. We we'll discount you. Give us a call. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. We'll be right back. flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports Woo! bring them out bring them out bring them out bring them out it's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth Come on. bring them out bring them out hey. bring them out 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 hey Welcome back. Palmer Lives to the Sports Talk. Talking Daniel Dark and talking Arizona Corner. So what, how this NFC West is going to look. Let's move on to a team that plays in the AFC, the uh, AFC North, that is. I guess the Washington Redskins. Cleveland Brown, Washington Redskins. You watched that game last night, Demery? Uh, I seen highlights and I seen some, uh, so no. some footage. No, you didn't watch it. But the highlights told the story. Yeah, definitely. The, the highlights told the, the story. The highlights told enough. And, and that story is, to me, having watching that game. Um, nobody wants the quarterback. Nobody wants that job. And it's unfortunate. Now I'm giving the job to Johnny Manziel. And for this reason alone, that for the six years that uh, this guy's been in the league, the quarterback been in the league. Hoyer? Yeah, Brian Hoyer. Okay. Yeah. For the six years he's been in the league, yeah. that um, he couldn't uh, relish that opportunity, that opportunity, that chance to take the job. It's a lot of. It's not like it's the first. Their first preseason game was the Detroit Lions. So in your second game, your throw should be a little ba- little better. And I don't think I would don't I do not want to believe that you overcame the pressure of Johnny Manziel about to get just as many reps as you are, and he's going to outshine you like uh, an athlete or competitor. A competitor athlete does not worry about what another guy's going to do. You go out there and do your job and. Whomever has to make the old decision, and Johnny said two key things. He said the coach and the powers, the higher powers. So he knew him being there had nothing to do with the coach. He knew it was a higher power of why he got drafted where he did in Cleveland. Now, Johnny Manziel can play football. He, he's, he's very instinctive. He can play football. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I did see why he wouldn't be ready is because I've seen so many other quarterbacks come out and, and be successful 
and not and not endure the peer pressure. Now, I'm not saying him giving uh, the Washington Redskins the bird is still he is still immature. But how does that bother you? The quarterback. How does that bother you? And it, but it's no different. And what what does what's the signal or the, or the meaning for someone giving the bird? That's like f you, right? Right. So it's no different than him just doing it and it being seen than just actually saying the words. So. But because it's Johnny Manziel and he brings a lot of attention to himself and he brings a lot of attention coming from Texas A&M doing what he did, freshman winning the Heisman, coming out early. He's 21 years old. He'll be a junior this year if he stayed in school. Um, but his maturity level is just I, – I I've never – now, Andrew Luck and all those guys, they might have said this. They might have said that. But I've never seen the gestures. Yeah. And, and and we all built different, and that's why I was so happy when Johnny Manziel did what he. <laughs> I was so happy when he did what he did in college, because when other athletes that didn't look like him did it, it was punishment on the spot. Johnny Manziel missed the half a quarter of the game of the Rice game. Of course, I'm gonna bench you in the Rice game. My backup quarters quarterback can beat a Rice. Um, but then he comes in and goes back off with some more gesture with the money sign. He throws the bird. Brian Hoyer is not my quarterback. Because if I'm going to – and I've been rooting for him. I've just been rooting for him. But I just can't believe he couldn't stand up to that pressure or not relinquishing I'm the starting quarterback, make these throws. Both of these guys had bad throwing. And they say Johnny Manziel threw a touchdown. He flicked yeah. the ball. There was no – I dropped that. I dropped back in the pocket. It was a screen pass, wasn't it? No, it was a – yeah, a, a little, little shuffle. Screen. It was a shuffle. It was, that's, that's kind of as a pass. <laughs> so if the running back drops it, it's a dead ball. So it's not like that didn't show. Well, Hoyer probably would have threw it to the guy's foot. He might have, like he did. Like, <laughs> that's why they didn't call it, that play for him. That's not why they didn't call <laughs> no, play for him. All, right, all right, all right. Hoyer, Hoyer overthrew the ball. Uh, Man, he, yeah, now Johnny Manziel overthrew, underthrew. He threw it to the ground, and I've watched this guy in college. I'm like, he can play, but just cut out the antics. Just be, but he's being Johnny Manziel. He's being who he is. And I don't have a problem with you if you are who you are, but you got to make those veterans, those guys, want to follow you as my quarterback. And he's going to – I think um, that's going to come along with this game. I mean, Washington, they got a great uh, rush defense and or pass defense, especially with their four up front. And it was a lot of pressure in Johnny's face last night. Like, uh, watching the clips, he really wasn't getting out the pocket as much as he use, usually does from the highlights that I've seen. What do you, what do you think the defensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to do to him? Yeah, they're going to bring the house at him. But you, but you know what? If it was this anybody, is a learning curve. It is, and and if it was any other quarterback, they still bring the house. Yeah. Any other uh, rookie quarterback, they right. still. Because I remember when we played rookie quarterbacks, we we blitzed all day. See if you can handle. You might get one off on us, mm-hmm. but we blitzed all day. So yeah, I think with more uh, preseason games, practices. I mean, Johnny Mizell, he's going to get better. You he you is. can tell you you could tell that he he was off on those few passes, but they were like touch. He ain't been in the league for three years. He don't have the experience like Hoyer's supposed to have. I mean, that guy, he was, what, two for six, well, 16 this, yards? This, this Hoyer's six years, right? Uh, he should be yeah. – it should be a difference between him and John as far as not he the athletic ability. Not the athletic should, ability, he's, yeah. He should be a top professional. And I think Alex mentioned touch. that he was behind – uh, Brady for two years Or somebody Good for two years Yeah We got Alex Clancy On the uh, on the line Alex you watched The game last night Yeah I mean <clears throat> it, I don't think Johnny Manziel's Ready to leave yet And I don't think The team will Respect him Especially with I mean he's He's been Johnny football Ever since he was In high school And Now he's Now he's playing With the big boys And obviously He can't handle A little trash talk Because he's Flipping people off Like like he's in the schoolyard or something. Like I don't, I don't really understand that. And 
Brian Hoyer, to his defense, everybody is trying to learn this new offense at the same pace. So yeah. just because the numbers aren't great early on in preseason, does it, it just means that you know the playbook is still fresh and new to everybody. Yeah, can I let so me? I really sp- think Brian Hoyer still needs to have the benefit of the doubt at least through week one when the games actually matter before making any sort of decision on who should be the quarterback. Yeah, but there's no new running routes. There's no new plays. The only thing that changes is the terminology. And for a guy who's been in the league six years, he could correlate to some. When I left Arizona Cardinals went to San Diego, oh, it, we, went from, we went from Kings, Trips, regular 10s to numbers to 12, 10, 11 personnel. The only thing changed was the... Uh, the, the terminology of it. There's nothing new in football you can do except run a wildcat and then teams figure that out a year later. So I don't, I don't, I don't buy. Uh, Hoyer should be more advanced, and I he's he's never going to be athletically Johnny Manziel. He's never going to be that. He never was, but he should be more advanced in six years than he was that we saw last <laughs> night. Definitely. I think I think Johnny knows that as well. That's why Johnny he's, is that's Johnny why he's keeping he's these tactics. That's why he's doing. What he that's why he's being Johnny football. But at the same time, that has a lot to do with the Cleveland Browns locker room to get him in control with some of his gestures. And, and I was with Alex uh, up until last night because we both agreed that the best chance for this team not to get blown out is is Hoyer at the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, the best team. I mean, because if you unless you take Johnny Manziel for what he's worth, yeah. Unless you say he's going to give us the great plays, the excitement, the big plays, but he also give us the big ones that's going to let us down. Yeah. Unless you take that for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, you're giving Johnny Manziel the key to the city if he starts week one. Right. I mean, that's it. That's it. I mean, he, he runs that team now if you give him the starting job week one. And I don't think that Penn wants to do that. I don't think like, a first-year coach in a city that's, that's known for losing wants to give to, to a kid that, you know, it's, it's oil money, and, and really, he doesn't need football. Who, Johnny? Just the weird, like, Johnny Manziel. He like, needs football. Johnny, Johnny needs this football. Johnny needs football. football. He's a buzz football. He loves football. This guy loves football. This, he needs this football. This is a life experience for him. Yeah, but he, this is not... He don't need like, football financially. He needs football to put an implement, to put an imprint on who he ever, who he ever been or always will be. Now, in college, he got a Heisman, so... That's a that's a stain right there, and not a bad one. That's one to say, I was the best in the game in college, or they gave me the Heisman. However you did it, he was the best. He got the Heisman Trophy. That's supposed to be the best player at all positions in the game. Most times we see quarterbacks get it, or uh, a punt returner, or a receiver that return punts or kicks, and, and shows out. Johnny Manziel... Loves football. He doesn't need football financially from because of his right. background, and I don't know his relationship. And when I when I heard Johnny Manziel had a temper and all that stuff, say most most people do have temper. When I when I heard he was throwing clubs with his dad, I said when I first started playing golf, I threw clubs. When is he going to mature from that stuff? When, when is, he grows up, he's he's twenty one. I mean, he's still I, I think he's, he's still a kid. He, he's twenty. He is still a kid. He's twenty one. And if he was in college, I say uh, I wouldn't put that uh, pressure on him. And you know. We probably talked. We talked about this a lot. You tw- you twenty one. It's time to start doing some different things. Now, when you come to college, you're probably 18, 18, 19. He's had some experiences where, and he made some mistakes. Well, I won't, I'm not going to punish him for the rest of his life for some mistakes he made at twenty one. When he's thirty one, I'm not going to say, "Are you still doing that at thirty one?" But yeah, he's still young. To your point, he's still young. 
But not taking control of his offense, I don't think because this offense is new to both of them, I think Hoyer should he should relish that, that opportunity that I got more experience and that Johnny's coming in here with all this excitement. I think when you look at the, the head coach, he was the same head coach that said Rex Ryan knew nothing about offense. Look at his offense. He, he, he letting quarterbacks stay on the sideline, come in, expect them to just be warm and, and get into a rhythm. Every quarterback, and, we, and, I was, and I mentioned this in the first segment of the show, that offenses were certain players to get into a rhythm. I want my quarterback yeah. to get into a rhythm, even though, I, but at this point, they have a quarterback situation where they're trying to find one. So just let one play first quarter, this game, and the third game is important because I think the veterans are going to play more. So what are Cleveland Browns going to do now? Are they going to still split those rips, reps in the third game? No, I, I mean, I think that Brian, Brian Hoyer needs to start. I mean, it's... Let me ask it, you this, Alex. It, even more so than the actual act of them winning or losing. Right. It's who, who's going who's gonna to get the most respect in the locker room. And do you think these 29, 30-year-old warriors in the NFL that are in Cleveland, think all those Dansby is going to respect Johnny Manziel? No, because Carlos Dansby would have put, put his it's, hands it's on him by Rainer. now. Yeah, those veterans guys would. You, we gonna pull you to the side, and we are gonna talk to you, and let this be the only time we have to do this. So when you got a team, well, Dansby may be one guy to pull him to the side, but Dansby got a. He's on defense. There should be some veterans on that offense to pull him aside. But you look at you got Josh Gordon. He's in only his third year. He's not a veteran. He's still smoking weed. He's still. He's still high. He, he's still high. <laughs> It was a Josh Gordon sighting last <laughs> night too. I was surprised. On the field, was, yeah, you yeah, seen yeah, but I seen him a ball that he should have caught. And granted, that ball was thrown behind him. Now, a ball he should have caught that. He should have caught it. But I could see both of those quarterbacks setting those receivers. One of those receivers gonna get knocked out for the, about six games. Yeah, the way those the balls were looking, and, and some of them gonna turn their knee up because they got to reach back for them and they are gonna get hit. This is sport where accuracy is a must at the quarterback position. Look at the top quarterbacks. They put their ball, their ball in position where their receiver catches or nobody catches it. Now, I, 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 this is what I was going to ask you, Alex and Emory. Whoever starts this third game, do you think that's going to be the starter? Because the third game is the key. This is the way you get the momentum of going into a game, playing a quarter and a half or playing into the third quarter. Most teams play a first series out of the third, out of halftime, and and you know that's going to be your starter. And they might not even play the fourth game, or maybe a. Yeah, I, I don't think it necessarily means that. Honestly, I mean, I, if I mean Johnny Mandel isn't playing great, I mean it's not like he's he's getting more he's getting more series. He's not they playing great. More of what he can do, but he's not playing. He didn't throw you know ten for twelve for one twenty and two touchdowns last night. Not at all. But yet. I mean, so it's 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 lesser of, lesser of two evils at this point. I mean, Brian Hoyer will get into his groove. I think as long as he doesn't go, you know, five for five for twenty for two with two picks and four series because they're going to throw the ball a lot. I mean, Ben Gates already the number one running back. They don't really need to work on that as much as to see who is going to be the quarterback. And the defenses know that. So if you want to get signed. If you're a third string guy and you want to get signed, you know that you need to expect to pass every time that they're throwing, that they say hike right. Yeah, but you know who's you I know. Mean, it, so I don't know. I mean, it's harder. It's harder to be quarterback when everybody knows that Johnny Manziel is trying to make make the uh, be the starter, and he's going to throw the ball a lot because everybody knows that the ball is going to be thrown. 
Wait, yeah, but you know the offensive linemen. You know offensive linemen, they're going to be upset if they're not getting run plays, run for them. They want to beat guys up. They don't want to sit on their heels and have defensive ends and linebackers attacking them. <laughs> they yeah. they want to because you, you got Ben Tate. So, Coach, let's see if they can run. And on the other side of things, look at Washington. They got a good running game. They couldn't even get the ball in on that defense. We just watched two good defenses play last night yeah. that's under the radar. That was the first time I've seen Cleveland defense uh Ever since they put that defense together in the past few years, uh, they look pretty well. They look they look pretty oiled, like put together, they ready look to go. Really, yeah, ready they don't to give go. them a chance against people. But you know what? That you say, Cleveland, right? Yeah, Cleveland yeah. defense. They play Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and uh, Cincinnati. That 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 conference always had good defensive players. So when we get Cincinnati and Andy Dalton and Green, and we say, oh, they got some offensive weapon over there, also. Yeah, you watch Joe Hayden and see what he did last night. I thought he was going to the house. That that <laughs> who how you get rid of a guy like that? That's that is a legitimate corner. He's in that argument he's ready that every yeah, yeah. He's in that argument of who's the top corner. He's ready to go. But back I mean, back with uh Hoyer Menzel, the question that you uh that you had asked. The third quarter. I think uh you need to play I I don't think they have a choice. I think they need to just play Hoyer just this whole first half, uh, this third game. And if he, but Johnny Manziel gonna come in and be the best in that second half against some uh, lesser talent. But at the end of the day, when you cut out the film, when you go back after the game, the coach needs to sit down and just—I'm not telling him what he needs to do, but yeah, you can because he, he don't know. He don't know. <laughs> he needs to make sure. I mean, it's a whole new offense. They're both learning this whole new offense structure. Hoyer needs to play that whole first half to understand. Okay, this is his goods from his bads. He played a whole half. Give give him a whole half to play. And see what that you get out of the whole half. I would have did every, that. Every, I would have did that every today. Series. I would have did that last night on Monday night. I was I, surprised they didn't do that. Yeah. I'm surprised they gave him only six passes. I would say Hoyer, you got two quarters and a series out of the, out of the locker room. And and Johnny, you got the third game where most teams play their veterans to get them ready for the season and playing a full game. Yeah. And that would have gave me a great great range of. Who was going to be my guy? Right. And I don't have to go into the fourth game and say, okay, I would like to have my guy. We watched this, um, Alex, I don't know. We watched somebody make a decision at the last minute. Who was it? Um, last year, I think it was, it was just named the quarterback. Oh, no, it wasn't Washington. Just named the quarterback. It was Philadelphia. It was Philadelphia between yeah, Michael Mike Vick, Vick and um, who's that? Nick uh, Foles. Foles. Just name the quarterback so your team can start rallying behind those guys. And Arizona Cardinals was one two years ago. Just name them who the quarterback was so they can get the offense can get behind them. So you know who's throwing the ball to you. Since the Cleveland Browns are in the same situation. Just name yeah. Hoyer the quarterback. Yeah. Just get that over with. Or give Hoyer what you should have gave Hoyer last night, most of the reps, and Johnny Manziel in that third game, or vice versa. Yeah, just Yeah, give. but I mean if if Johnny Manziel had Russell Wilson demeanor and mentality, he would have already been the starter. I mean, I don't really think that there's there's a um, there's a clear cut thing that, that's showing that Johnny Manziel obviously has, can do more. Understandably, got it. But I mean, he's he's a, he's a pain in the he's a pain in the rear end. He's he just he's a guy that you don't want to just gift a team to. Right. I mean, if he had Russell Wilson demeanor, he would have been the starter. You know, I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. If he had Andrew Luck demeanor, he would have been the starter already because people see what he can do already, but all of the rough around the edges things that he has Johnny make Manziel? it kind of a double-edged sword. 
I, I wish John just come in and play. He, I think he was too robotic last night. I think he sat in the park and tried to be coachable. He's not, <laughs> he's not coachable. <laughs> not coachable. <laughs> he sat in the pocket and tried to be coachable last night. That's not, that's not him. He got to improvise. But as an offensive coordinator or quarterback coach, you want to see if he can go through progressions. Because that second route, the second receiver or that third receiver just might be open. Trust your offensive line. So now you know what you have on your offensive line. If you're going to pass the ball all the time, Cleveland Browns. Now we got to take a break. Uh, but good news. I just got an email. Uh, who was it? Uh, Director of Marketing at Wild Horse Pass just cut a $1,400 check for my bowling event. Nice. Smashburger cut a $1,400 check for my bowling event. Now we got to get some more checks <laughs> cut yeah. to even make it a good one. <laughs> 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy is on the phone. Demery Lache, French Lache is uh, Frenchy. I'm going to start calling you Frenchy. <laughs> Don't call me Frenchy. Hey, don't call me Frenchy. We'll be right back. <laughs> call me no. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Yeah, Spider Man and Freeze in full effect. Uh-huh. You ready, Ron? I'm ready. You ready, dude? I'm ready, Slick. Are you? Oh, yeah. Ready, guys. Girl, I must Welcome back to the formula. You know I kind of sounded just like them. You look like them. You look like you could have fit in with them. <laughs> yeah. Quam, I should have been, been, yeah, been with New Edition, too. Quam. Who's that? Bell Bell Bell? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, the same thing. Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> say, pretty much. Welcome back to the show. Last segment, Demery Lachey. <laughs> Alex Clancy is <laughs> on the line. 
Yeah. We're talking about Johnny Mazel. Let's let's go on the other side of the um let's go on the other side, the other team. Oh man. RG three, if he stays healthy, is gonna lead quarterbacks in Russia. He's still oh, having learned how to slot. Oh my Who, goodness. What, what, they don't care about him. That that could not be anybody else. Then Michael Vick had to learn how to slide yeah. before he started getting them pounders and concussions. Um, RG3 have not learned how to slide. He made a good throw, but I think the receiver had to slow down for it uh, in the first quarter. He need to run out of bounds. He got ping pong. He got hit several by, times by it three wasn't... different guys. One of them hit him twice. Oh my goodness! I'm just waiting for him to lay down. I, it's the it, preseason. Is he was he knocking Cleveland's he's defense? He's a clown. Was he knocking Cleveland's defense that much? First of all, cut your hair. You a clown. Learn how to slide. Cut your hair. I'm tired of looking how he look. <laughs> I think he wants to show people that he's healthy. He's not. You see him limping? Yeah. I, I thought it was. I, mean, I thought. I think he's trying to show people that you know he's he's not afraid. If he's if he's doing that and you're a quarterback and you don't get, he's an idiot. Let me tell you why, and then you can speak on it. Quarterbacks don't get touched in practice. That's the reason why they get hurt so much in games. Everybody else bangs, so their body is con- their body is already in that physical mode where they get hit all the time. Quarterbacks don't get touched at practice, so in the game time, when somebody hit him, it's like you're not throwing a flag. The guy touched me because he's not used to being touched. His body is not conditioned for that. Everybody else's body is conditioned for that pounding. So if he's trying to prove that he's tough in a preseason game, getting ping ponged by three or four guys, and then one of those guys hitting him twice. He's an idiot. If you don't know how to slide yet, his not knowing how to slide is going to tear his knee up. This yeah. guy, I, mean, I, I, I don't, if, I don't think. If, go ahead, Alex. Okay, what if, like, so our defense, so say um, they start 0 2 and then Kirk Cousins starts. What if Kirk Cousins is awful also? Then what do they do? Then you bring your quarterback that you drafted back in, who you traded the house for. Then you bring him okay. back. So I mean, so that's and that's just a natural thing to do because I mean, how long? Because obviously RG 3s leash, from all the reports coming out of camp, is is very short because it looks like the Kirk Cousins is you know playing better than he is, but it's practice and sometimes you know, that'll uh, you know equate to playing in the games. But is Kirk? So say RG three goes out, you know, two games, own two. Kirk Cousins comes in. How long do they let him play before bringing RG3 in? Because this could very well happen down the, the line in the season this year. Well, if you win and you're not changed, don't make a change. That's how I got You're not supposed to lose your job to an injury, but you can lose your job from being an idiot. If you win it, <laughs> if you win it, don't don't change anything. Keep winning. It's hard to win in the National Football League. You think the Seattle Seahawks having the best team won? Who? We can arguably say there was three other teams. We thought Denver was the best team in the NFL. How did they not win the Super Bowl? It is hard to win a game in the NFL. So if I'm winning with Kirk Cousins, I'm going to keep winning with Kirk Cousins. Terry Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw said this, and I'll never forget it. And Joe Green told me this. You can win. You can lose with me. You can lose with me, but you won't win without me. And how much sense that made? That means put keep me under the center. Keep me at quarterback because I'm going to get it done. And that's kind of like Johnny Manziel's mentality. You're going to lose with me, but you won't win without me. So RG3 haven't learned anything to slide. Nobody cares about this guy because if I was on that team, I would have said, dude, you got to slide. You're the franchise. You're the franchise. You got to slide. Kirk Cousin can come in and be a very serviceable quarterback, can get the job done, can manage the game, make yeah. some plays. But you the franchise, they they gave up the house for you. What do you when are you gonna learn to slide? Who are you trying to prove you tough? And cut your hair, by the way. Now who are you trying to prove 
that you tough to. You play football. You're in the National Football League. Who you need to be tough for? <laughs> a lot of guys are tough in the National Football League. They just not mentally enough, strong enough to stay in the game. There's a lot of guys athletically talented can play in the National Football League. I know because some of them, half of them live where I'm from in Newport News, Virginia, but they're not smart enough to stay disciplined. They're not smart enough to make make the right decision at the right time. And it's all luck. I got in the lead by luck. It's all timing. I just don't understand. It's the preseason week. You, what, who week you going to be tough for? Why are you, yeah, why are you being so tough? Maybe it's the haircut. Cut his hair. I'm tired of them dreads. It's the dreads. Any guy with dreads is tough. But I don't understand. Like you look at your the receiving core you had out there with you last night. Andre Roberts, Deshaun Jackson, Pierre. He should make him plays. And Jordan Reed. Make plays. I understand you gotta, you know, sprint out the pocket and and you got Alfred Morris in the backfield. You can sprint out the pocket. Who couldn't get But you got weapons downfield like that, there's no need for you to be at least force the ball. It's preseason. You have the job. Look at what, their, why are you taking off taking these shots? Look at their defense. Their defense is better than their offense. The defense is the strength of that team, but you got those guys you just named. You got it all. Washington. Who picked Washington? I picked Philadelphia. I picked Washington. Yeah, yeah Washington might be. Washington might. I got a good pick because Kirk Cousins about to be there week two. <laughs> yeah. The way RG3 got bounced around last night. I, I, yeah, we want to solidify this next week. Solidify these picks <laughs> because so we got one change. He was thinking about changing Atlanta, I think. Yeah. Well, you picked it. You picked the Arizona to win the NFC West. So wait a minute. I hope you change that. <laughs> I ain't gonna change. I'm still running. I'm still rolling with Arizona. Nothing gonna change there. No, unless one more injury happened. But uh, <laughs> no, Washington is starting to look like the NFC might be ours, and not because of RG three. Cut your hair or the Washington Redskins. It's because of that defense. Yeah. And I don't want to put too much. Uh, I don't want to put too much on Cleveland not playing some good ball. I don't want to put too much on that, even though their schedule is tough, those first four or five, five games before they have a bye. Their defense might keep them in ball games where Johnny Manziel, you might make a play, or Brian Hoyer, you might make a play. You watch what happened last night. They went for two points. They could have tied it, but who's going to tie it in preseason? They went for two points to win the game. They get, those, they get that two-point conversion. They win in Washington with three quarterbacks. And who's the other quarterback? Shaw? What's his name? Wendy uh Shaw. He don't even look bad. He doesn't he didn't even look bad. He looked like he wanna somebody about to throw my name in the hat. <laughs> Got me the third quarterback, no talk about me, which is sometimes good, but when you're focusing on two guys, you you forget about that third guy. If RG three does not learn how to slide or make the right decisions from a quarterback standpoint, you don't have to prove you tough, quarterback. Get out of bounds. Live to fight another down. That's why Michael Vick got concussion after concussion after concussion because he wanted to prove he was tough. Boy, you from Newport News, Virginia. Everybody know you tough. Get down. Slide. Become a robot. Stay you in the park. going to give him that second deal? Michael Vick? That Max deal? No, not Michael oh. Vick. Uh, <laughs> Robert <laughs> Cut Your Hair Griffin the third. Unless, yeah. What, what he has, three more years on his deal? I think it's two. Two on his rookie deal? he's going to a third year now. Okay, so he, he got four? two left. No, he had five. Uh, kind of like uh, okay, yeah, Bradford yeah. had five, didn't he, Alex? Yeah. Bradford had a five-year, 50 million or 60 million, 63 million, something like that. Guaranteed 50 of it. Um, not playing it down at NFL. He He's not getting a max deal unless he show out this year and continue to get better from there. Who I'm, who quarterback who contract I can rep up right now is Andrew Luck. I give him a deal right now. 
Yeah, and I don't even have to. As long as I will wait till the yeah, and Russell Wilson, I get them deals right now. But the um, the Washington Redskins, they need to figure out. Somebody just don't care about RG three. They need to figure out. The quarterback coach don't look at that film and say, slide. You, d- you did this last year. Look what happened to you last year. <laughs> he got up limping, trying to slide. I thought he was going to tear his knee up. I literally thought he was done when he on that awkward slide he did. You just can cringe up and say, this guy don't know how to slide yet? <laughs> baseball slide? You never played baseball? If you're that talented, you had to play baseball before. You ran track. Yeah, he ran track. You don't slide in track. <laughs> Unless you get tripped over the hurdles because yeah. I, I, I slid over the track. <laughs> But that, well, that looks like a good pick for um, uh, Alex in choosing the Washington Redskins. The statement, uh, the statement made to Johnny Manziel was, uh, "This isn't college anymore. These are people faster than you. These people are faster than you." He didn't like it, so he gave the guys the bird. How do you even? I'm not so putting so much emphasis on the bird because I told people f you too. Wait, uh, you think they really? You think that was the real statement? Yeah, or was it just yeah, given? Yeah, Ryan Clark is never gonna lie to you. Ryan Clark? Mm-mm. He got to look me in my eyes and say, you you telling me the truth, Ryan Clark? He's never going to lie to you. You got to believe that is because in college, you got five guys, six guys that's outstanding, and that's usually a team that wins the national championship. Yeah. And the pros, everybody's, everybody's supposed to be that guy. Yeah. So when he said, when the statement is made, this isn't college anymore, and these people are faster than you are, that makes sense. But if that bothered Johnny, he gonna have a long season ahead of him. Remember when he was um, in the Rice game, showed up his coach, Kevin Summerlin? Yeah. Showed him up. He showed his coach up. I would have been saying, you need to go pro. Get out of here. I would have saying, That's you what know. he did. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Summerlin was like, man, get out Kevin of here. Kevin Summerlin met him. At the, he, he met him like on a five-yard line. Johnny walks to a bump him and keep walking. Like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> now, nah, I don't know the words, but that's what it looked like. But that's that's unfortunate for um, Johnny Manziel if he don't grow. Because I don't he see. Told someone, I got you paid. What <laughs> he bought this shoulder and said, yeah. I got you paid. Uh-huh. Take this. You hear these fans? Take this. You see this facility? Which is not true, but yeah, take this. I seen. Um, I was at a <laughs> Hamilton and uh, Chandler game, which is usually televised, and someone was there watching some of the guys from Chandler. Oh wow! And I, nah, I didn't say Hamilton. I said Chandler. Hamilton ended up going to state that year and lo- losing to Mountain Point, but. You go find talent where talent it is. Johnny Manziel, ooh, he, he he's in a situation where Kirk Cousin may be. Um, I might be better than you, but I don't know. I can't figure out why these guys are still playing in front of me. Sometimes, like a situation where RG three, okay, if you bench him and you have to bring him back, he got a newfound respect on how to play this game. Hopefully, it doesn't have to come to that. Maybe you got a well Gruden. Gruden was a quarterback in the um, arena league. He was pretty good. He comes and get a job. Yeah, did a good job. Was in Cincinnati. Yeah, I think he was in Cincinnati before Cleveland. See, Arian Bruce Arians, he's a quarterback fixer. He fixed quarterbacks. You got to have a guy like Gruden because I think Gruden could be that guy because he that that was his position. That was a position. You got to fix these guys. You can't have your your guys sliding. And, and tear up his knee from sliding. You can't have a guy proving that he's tough. <laughs> they're spoiled, man. Honestly, uh, RG3 and Menzel to me, they're definitely spoiled. Can't spoiled be sp- quarterback athletes. Can't be spoiled in the NFL. Grown men going to break well, it's it down. coming out. It's coming to show because RG3 just think he's really this world-class athlete on the NFL 
her atmosphere. <laughs> he might he, he might be just be this guy. You're not gonna take me with them. I'm gonna be who I am. And that's what he said a couple of years ago when they pulled him because um, they told him before he needs to start sliding. He needs to get down and messed up his knee. He was still trying to play. He had his dad get involved. You remember yeah. like that whole? I mean, that, I think he's spoiled. Like he professionally you know, always giving everything. Professionally, parents yeah. need to stay out of the kids uh, your business now, unless your sister. David Boston is your lawyer, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> unless your family got something to do with your business, now they could care about you because you family, but st- stay out my business because the media is gonna eat that up. Like his dad getting involved with that, yeah. Uh, and and we have already we've already said that he's from a different background, and I think football means a lot to him. But at the end of the day, financially, I don't think it means a lot to him. I'm trying to figure out what people see in outside of his football in Johnny Manziel. He's a big story. I I want the guy to succeed. I want him to do well, and I want the best quarterback to win that job. And that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. The most athletic quarterback is not always the case. The one that's gonna march us up and down the field, or keep us from getting blown out, or give us a chance to win a game in the fourth quarter. That's usually the guy. That is usually the guy. Don't forget August 29th, Kwame Lasseter celebrity bowling event benefiting sickle cell. And hopefully we raise enough so it benefits Play Pure. Alice Clancy was on the line. Uh, Demery Lachey, <laughs> Frenchie. Okay, uh, BBD. <laughs> Kwame Lassie, the Sports Talk. We're going to take off tomorrow, and we'll come back Thursday and give you a better show. We out. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>